This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock climbing Libra, and loves rom coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. The Bird Show. Telling these guys, I got questions for Waffle House. Oh, I got questions. Okay. So there we are out on Saturday night. Yeah, we went to this place called Your Third Spot and it was awesome. Really super, super fun. So afterwards, some of us didn't want the night to end, uh, but we didn't want to keep drinking. So where do you go after a nice long night? Soak it all up. Where do you go? Waffle House, of course, right? So we go to the first Waffle House and the dining room is closed. Now they are doing takeout, but your dining room is closed. I've never seen before. Because aren't they open 24-7? I was, that's what I thought so. All right, so we're all right, but no, we're not going to take that for an answer. So let's search another Waffle House because we want to sit down, hang with each other a little bit more and clog our arteries. So um, we find another Waffle House about eight minutes away, go in there, dining room, closed again, two of them. Takeout, fine, but this one closed. And I came in here this morning, I'm like, I have never seen that in all my years of going to Waffle House because they're open 24-7 and that's the place you're allowed to almost pass out and eat. (laughs) (laughs) And the only thing that popped into my head is that because um, there's been so many fights that have gone viral at Waffle House and the employees, actually, the, the employees did a strike recently talking about how Waffle House needed to look after the care of their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe on the weekends... They do close the dining room at a, at a certain time just to protect the employees so drunkards don't come in and cause a scene. This is a flawed theory here because you're not going to get anybody more angry than when you're drunk and you're at a Waffle House and they tell you you can't sit down. <laughs> you, are, you are putting the employees at risk here. But you can see some really wild things there late at night, right? Yeah, and I don't know how you all, I haven't told the story of the guy in the purple pimp suit you know, flashing his you-know-what at the Waffle House. Oh, what? Weave us yeah. a tail. I, I'm sure I would have remembered this one. <laughs> so I was in, I think, I'm pretty sure I was in college or right out after college. Hold on, let me pause you here because maybe we can match your weird Waffle House story. Uh, okay. All right, anybody listen, what's the weirdest thing you've seen at a Waffle House? one 855 We might be taking calls until 1130 this morning. Now, now mind <laughs> you, I didn't see his member then. It wasn't until we saw it later. So me and some girlfriends were at the Waho and were hammered. And there is this guy in the most brilliant purple pimp suit. I mean, this thing was impeccable. And we were so impressed. We asked if we could take a picture with him. And of course, he obliged. So there at the Waffle House at two o'clock in the morning, we take our picture with the guy in the purple pimp suit. Didn't think anything of it. Ate our waffles, ate our hash browns, smothered and covered and went on our way. This is not a new Waffle House like mascot. No, no, no. Now, mind you, I'm old (laughs) AF. So this wasn't digital cameras. We had to get the film like actually processed. Okay. So you had to go get your film processed and then get your pictures back. 
So we do this, we get the pictures back and we're looking and we're like, ha ha ha, totally forgot about this picture of the guy in the purple pimp suit at the Waffle House. <gasps> he has his D out. <laughs> so what he had done wow. is when he got flanked by these girls... He somehow unzipped his pants and just he let just it pulled it out. Just let it flop out. Oh, damn. And so and we didn't notice it until after we got our film developed. All these cheesy sorority girls are like, cheese! And he's just over here like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is not what smothered and covered is. I weirdest thing that you ever saw at a Waffle House. Good morning, Burchell. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, I used to work at a Waffle House in my hometown. And after one incident, of, we had a uh, customer ran her car into our Waffle House dining area. Um, this old man almost ran into uh, the same area because he couldn't see. Oh, wow. So yeah. literally in the parking lot, through the windows, into the Waffle House. Yes. All right. That guy gets, yeah. I feel like every, before you hang up on her. Yeah. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Seriously. I totally forgot this. I've got one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The show that Chris and I came from in Raleigh, we used to do this thing called Naked Mondays. Mm. So we went to a Waffle House. We had front row Prince tickets. A girl had to go to the bathroom, take off every stitch of clothes she had on, run from one end of the Waffle House to the other <laughs> and sit in an old man's lap and eat off his plate oh, and then run outside to our radio station van. What? It was amazing. It was things, a different time in radio. Yeah, thing, yeah. Things that are illegal now that probably right. weren't illegal then, but you still did. Did she do it? Oh, yeah, she did. Oh, oh. my God. We'd be canceled by the time the show was over. <laughs> There's still a picture of her in front of the, in front of the radio station van on the internet. Oh, the golden years. Oh, yeah. Hey, Stas, good morning. You're on the Birch Show. Hello? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Okay, weirdest thing that you have seen at a Waffle House? Um, I actually uh, went there in the middle of the night and ordered a big old combo meal, you know, loaded up the hash browns, everything. They come back to me and tell me that uh, they cannot fulfill my combo because they're out of waffles. How does what? At the Waffle House? <laughs> what? what? You, got, you got one job. Across the street. <laughs> you got one job. Yeah, that's that's it. Have waffles. That's it. Becca, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, so it wasn't something that I witnessed personally, but my parents actually got engaged at a Waffle House. Shut. What? Uh, were they sober? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, well, actually, <laughs> but yeah, my um, parents just celebrated their 30 years of marriage this weekend, actually. And uh, my mom had never been to a Waffle House, grew up in South Florida. And uh, my dad loved Waffle House. And so he decorated the tables. And because my mom had never been, she didn't know any different. And he popped the question. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you said that they've been together this how long? 30 years. Unbelievable. Okay. Right. Maybe there's your yeah. key right there. Yeah, you just got to get engaged at the Waho. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Asia, good morning. You are on the Burt Show. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Strangest thing you've seen at a Waffle House. Um, actually, Lana Del Rey was working at the Waffle House. So you were there uh, at the one that she went viral. Yes. Um, that actually, I met her the day before, and this girl did our tattoos, and she just so happened to work at Waffle House. So the next day after she did our tattoos that she signed for us, Lana came in the Waffle House, and she was actually in there, like, hanging out, 
you know, just like eating and stuff. And we like actually FaceTimed while she was in there. And so like when, when the Waffle House thing went viral, everybody was thinking like she was just working at Waffle House, but she really was there like hanging out, eating and stuff. That's crazy. Wow. That's being in the right place at the right time right mm-hmm. there. Uh-huh. All right. Good morning, Fernando. You're on the Bircha. Hey, um, the weirdest thing I saw is that it was the middle of the night. I was eating my breakfast and some guy came in with a bunch of turtles trying to sell them as pets. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That sounds about so Waho. And if you, if you get one, you have to name it Waho. I mean, that For has sure. to be the turtle's name. That's fair. Okay, is this going to be true? Hey, Ryan, good morning. Mm. Good morning. I don't know if we're ready for this. So, I was at a Waffle House in my hometown, and we were all eating our food, and there was a homeless guy that was digging through the trash. In about five minutes of him digging through the trash, he comes back in and tells us there's a severed head in the dumpster. What? No! No. Was he drunk? Was he serious? Was there really a severed head in there? There was really a severed head in there. Don't know how long it was in there, but yes, he was drunk. That's the least surprising part of that story. So in checking that story out in the news and stuff, did they did you, they find out who this dude was? They never found out as far as my recollection. They never found out who did it. But yes, there was a severed head in the dumpster. So they identified and, uh, the body, but they just yeah. they have no they don't know who committed the crime. Correct. Okay. Well, wow. I mean, yeah, that segment's over. You're not going to do better than that. Yeah. <laughs> we have a winner. That's it. <laughs> I didn't know it was a competition, but it's over. <laughs> the Burt Show. The Burt Show. So Mo has a gift that he has proved to you guys before, that, and he wants to share that gift with you guys. Yes, I have been trying to put my rap ability on display now for a couple of months, and every other week you guys will send in some situations that you find yourself in that you want me to put on paper and to put into writing. And it's it's been anniversaries, it's been birthdays, it's been all kinds of things, and I've tried to shift through and find the ones that uh, kind of meant something to me to make it a little easier to write about. And this time it was from a listener named Liz Patterson who uh, wrote me. And this kind of touched me for two reasons. For one, it's about music and she's a singer and she has a man who is a rapper. And I guess they are in a phase where they are somewhat competing with each other as opposed to supporting each other. Did Cardi B email you? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Good. So uh, she, she sings and I guess he is a fairly known rapper and she is tired of feeling like she is always coming second to his rapping and he doesn't really support her singing and so she wrote me and said I would love Mo to rap to my man YB Fern who is already a rapper but yet he has no respect for me and my singing he is amazing but I am amazing too I'm tired of feeling like a Disney princess to you I love you germ but you aren't the alpha man you think you are your girl is right here and every invite only involves you and no wonder your flights because you have you have never had to try and you know me and my I don't know I don't know what she meant by this but I think she was trying to say that her name is really Mary Mary Elizabeth Patterson and she wants her name to be known and she wants her singing to stop being in the background to her man's rapping okay so I like I mean I like a little in-home beef yeah so I was like why not spice it up and give her a rap from her to her man about how she's tired of being in second what's his rap name again YB Fern so I looked him up he is on Apple Music so he's legit but his uh, his last single came out October of 22 and it's a picture of 
his upper torso and his lower torso is a horse. <laughs> like a centaur? Yes. Mr. Tumnus? <laughs> a single is called Stud Fee. No. You are lying. Swear to God, oh, you're right here. It's right here on Apple Music. I wish I had that info when I wrote this. All right. I think there's going to be a second part to this over there the next will, couple of days. Most definitely yes, will absolutely. be. There will be. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, um, Moe's rap. And if you want to do this, you can always hit Mo up at thebirdshow.com. All right, let's do it. Check. This one is for Liz, who says that she's a singer and that she be getting biz. But she has a man who's making it hard to live. Cause he's just a hater and she don't know what it is. Apparently he raps, his name is YB Fern. He taking up the tracks and won't let her get a turn. She tired of him taking a shine, but he won't learn. She thinks she about to usher him out and let it burn. He has no respect for every time that she fought. She really loves you, German, everything that you bought. And yes, that's really his name, not just something he caught. But she gonna need a man to step it up with support it's like whatever she does you push her to the side treat her like it's only room for one of you on the ride but she understands you're dealing with things inside but you're no alpha so learn to swallow your pride the people think it's your flame but you don't really light it she wants to be your lady and so she's trying to fight it the more that you pretend the harder it is to hide it because every time it's lit you're the only one that's invited when it's her turn she wonder if she should bring you because whenever she sing that feeling should make you tingle you better start letting the Shine never y'all mingle or you really gonna have to do it alone because you'll be single. <laughs> really there you go, Liz. Very nice. All right, so I didn't know what we were, that we were going to be doing that email, and that was a great one to pick out, by the Huge. way, also. So I, I think we got to double back with her. Yes, we do. And we got to play some of her music, play some of his music, and we got to settle this in the family. I think so. You know? Let's get down to the bottom of this beef. <laughs> right, I, yes. I, I got a feeling it's going to cause me to have a beef with YB Fern, too, so this is probably <laughs> the beginning of a few different beefs. All right, so Tommy, after the show today, if you get a chance, uh, give her a call, see if she wants to come on. We can play some of her music maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Play some of his rap. Uh, go ahead, put a poll up online, and let's settle this in in house, mm-hmm. right? I think so. Let's get to the bottom of it. Is there any other uh, songs there that we should know about? Let me see. I saw Riding with the realist. Riding with Ride. the realist. <laughs> that was from twenty twenty. There's a lot of horse themes. They are from Kentucky. Would you? Yeah. Ah. And that's all. Uh, wait a minute. The late bloomer. Oh, wait. Was would you w o o d? Oh, that was the name of the song. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Would you? Would you? No. Okay. It's spelled correctly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's try to get them both on tomorrow. The Bird Show. All right. Mo's got an email here. She meets the soulmate. All right. Everything's great, but she's got needs. Woman's got needs. Still wants to be out there getting frisky with other people. Can it work? Dear Bird Show. I feel like I've met my soulmate. We met online, and when we met in person, everything felt so natural. It was like I'd known him all my life. We have a ton in common, love spending time together, and are able to talk about anything. We've been dating for about a year and have even declared our love for each other. But since we are so honest with each other, he has also shared that he is not ready to be exclusive. He still wants to sleep with other people. He says that he feels like I'm his forever person, but just right now, just not right now. Am I being played? What should I do? Sincerely, 
lonely soul. If he really loved you, he wouldn't want to sleep with other people. It's that simple. If he really loved you and you were the one, he would not want to sleep with other people. You're being used. I can't disagree with that. Yeah, it's tough to disagree with that. I Especially mean, if you're calling it soulmates. Yeah. I mean, timing is just as important as pretty much anything else sometimes it when it comes to meeting somebody. And this maybe he's just not in that place. And he does, maybe he can, he can love her, but he's just not, he doesn't love her enough to commit fully to her and only her. Either way, if you can't deal with that, that's a problem. Yeah, you better check your Spotify wrapped again because you were the number one most played this year. Oh, hey, yo. Check out Abby. Check her out. <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely using this as a line to keep you around. He's stringing you along by saying, well, we're, we're soulmates. Men will say anything to get into bed. So I, I think you need to realize for this is this is him trying to play you. You got to get out of this. Okay. Uh, I just want to play devil's advocate just for the sake of debate because this is such a slam dunk, right? Godspeed. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm a douchebag attorney. Um, <laughs> and I'm representing this guy. So what if he's honest and says, look, here's what I know is that I feel a connection with you. We are meant to be together. But I also know that I am not the kind of person that will be satisfied sleeping with just one person. And he's completely honest about it does that change or tweak it at all if you're if you're okay with that then yeah if you're not then bye deuces I, kick I, rocks i agree i don't see anything wrong with that if that's truly how he chooses to live his life that is his prerogative but that comes down to if she can handle that and if she can handle it nothing wrong with it but if she can't he's telling you exactly what he is and exactly what he wants you can't be mad at him for being honest now you have to decide what you can yeah. tolerate he yeah. says that he feels like i'm his forever person but just not right now. Come on! <laughs> right. Are you serious? Why are you looking at me like I wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be mad at somebody. Oh, because I'm the attorney and yeah. I'm, I'm representing the D-bag. Um, yeah, he, you're getting played. And it's yeah. every stereotypical and cliche line that there is. Yeah, 100%. There's a way to do ethical polyamory, but to me, backing you into a corner and saying that we're soulmates, but then saying we're soulmates, but we're not soulmates enough to just sleep with you for the rest of my life, yeah. that to me feels very manipulative. But is she really getting played if he's being honest? Because mm -hmm. I feel like he would actually be playing her if he was lying to her. Yeah, He's, a, he's, he's being honest with her. He's mm -hmm. being very forthcoming, so I don't feel like he's playing her. He's just telling her what he wants his life to look like. No, because he's pulling the soulmate card. And to me, yeah. a soulmate made is two halves of a hole and you you apparently have a lot of holes i got a lot of hole jokes there but I'm gonna, it's too early <laughs> maybe he's not playing her but he's not being honest with himself and he's not being honest with her yeah. like i think you're just you're you're taking advantage of a situation and you're taking advantage of somebody that is obviously deeply in love with you so y'all don't feel like a person can love someone genuinely as a person but just have the desire to sleep with multiple people and not just one person I don't think that that would be possible. Mm -hmm. My dad, I mean, confessed to me that he was fine with it. Honestly, when I turned 21, he just kind of felt like, you know, it's time for us to be both friends. So I'm going to tell you how much of an idiot I am. Uh, and he used to tell me that he was cheating on my mom quite a bit, but he used to be able to separate it. He loved my mom, but he could have sex with other women and it didn't affect at all. I'm just not built that way. I Yes. The answer to your question is yes but I feel like it is a minuscule fraction of the population because we get couples that come on here that are, you know, in um, th their, their relationships with multiple people 
and that works for them. But I feel like that is a very, very small fraction of the population. You know what I want to believe? I want to believe that if you're really in love with somebody, the thought of sleeping with somebody else disgusts you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to believe that as well. I just don't know that that's not a reality for everybody. But it should be like that for me. Yeah. Some people are not monog- monogamous people and they're mm-hmm. not in monog- monogamous relationships. We've had plenty of people call mm-hmm. up and fascinate us with what works for them. And I want to encourage everybody to figure out what works for, for you. For our lonely soul that reached out, I don't think this is that situation for you. Okay, let's stick with this theme of finding a situation that works for you. Let me run one by you, okay? So I think when you go through a breakup, it's natural to start asking yourself, what is it you really want? What really fits you when it comes to a long-term relationship, right? So I've been doing a lot of thinking. And here is what I really believe in my heart. But I wonder if it's even possible. And maybe there is a couple out there doing this right now. But I think I might be a unicorn and I might be alone for the rest of my life if I can't find her. And it's this. Marriage does not scare me at all. Living together does not do anything for me. Is it possible to be married, I mean, if there aren't kids involved, right? Because mm-hmm. I think once kids enter the picture, then it's a different um, formula. But is it possible to be married or to be in a long-term relationship and never live together? One eight five five virtual, like, because I, I kind of feel like. And I was reading this list online that I'm going to plan on breaking out for you guys next week is like the five things that keep guys from getting married or staying in long-term relationships. And one of them really struck a chord with me. And that is like sort of like the spark goes away, right? It just kind of goes away. And I'm wondering if sometimes if that happens with me in relationships, it's because we're living together and it's so routine that the newness of it just kind of wears off. And I'm the kind of person that just needs like to want to miss somebody in order to be in a healthy relationship. See, I think it's your mindset, right? And cohabitation is... I, it's it's strengthened our relationship. It, for me, it's not that the spark goes away. The spark evolves and it turns into a deeper roaring fire the more you are with somebody and it, it takes on different forms. I have not experienced it the same way you have. <laughs> gotcha. uh, it I mean, certainly I, does get deeper and then it, when you have kids, but now I'm talking about a situation where you don't have kids. Yes. But I would not say that it becomes a roaring fire. Okay, well, what... Maybe- I would say it's a roaring fire in between, uh, in the beginning, and then it slowly starts to become so routine that it's just an ember. Okay, <laughs> but it's still burning. Yeah. But it just burns uh-huh. differently. Right. And so for me, I can I can say with sincerity that like my husband and I don't have the same spark that we did when we first started dating. Like I remember that hot and heavy and intoxicating and you know, all that. But we're in, at least I can, for speaking for myself, I'm intoxicated with him in a different way. So, okay, you and I are different here. So here's what I'm wondering, and I'm wondering if this is even a possibility. To be in a long-term relationship where you have that intoxication period you're talking about, Uh that wild kind of lust and love for each other, Mm -hmm. and it can be maintained like that over 20 years of time. And I don't think that that can work if you're living together. I don't think I'd want that. 
No? No. That that sounds exhausting. That's a lot of sex. Uh, <laughs> maybe this is where we differ. <laughs> Very much. Uh, I, I think I'm a unicorn like like you, Bert, in that regard. I've I've every girl I've dated, I've brought that up as a like a possibility in the future and they've all thought I was crazy. But not living together? Yes. Like my uncle as uh he's been married for eleven years and they have two different homes. And I think one of the reasons it works for them is because they both had marriages prior that didn't work out for the same reason. So they've kind of just kept their homes and they've been happily married for 11 years like that living in two completely different homes and everybody thinks that they're crazy but I think it works for them and I see nothing wrong with it because for me I value the time I don't spend with my partner because I want to miss you. I, like, appreciate missing you. I think it's so hard to find two people that have the similar mindset there when it comes to space. Because yep. I've known, like, three couples that have also done that, and they're so happy. So happy. Because they're so alike in their need for space. And if that works for you, fantastic. That's, nah. Don't I work for you. No. Hey, Shelby, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Hey, how are y'all? Good, thank you. Um, so my landlord actually, him and his wife, I think they were both on their second marriage when they got together and they both had rental properties of their own and they had their own properties and when they got married, they never lived together. They just, I mean, I spent, they spend the night with each other here and there, but they don't live with each other. And it's worked. And, yeah. For like 30 years, I think. Okay. That's a pretty nice run. It is. That's a real nice run. Um, here's Lisa to say that's not even marriage. Hey, Lisa, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I say no, because when you're married, you come together as one. So you're not coming together as one if you're residing in two different properties. I think people who do that, they just got married for legal purposes. But in the institution of what marriage represents, no. You're not really married if you are sleeping in two beds and have two separate lives at two different properties. So I say, no, that's not marriage. You're doing like marriage light. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I still think you can be one. You just don't have to be with each other for seven days a week. Exactly. Like marriage maybe means different things to different people. But I don't know. If being one means we are literally one person for the rest of my life, I, I don't want to sign up for that. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Now, have you discussed this with the lady that you're seeing right now? Yep. And is she down? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) There are plenty of people here that are doing it successfully. Good morning, Abby. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. So I've been married to my husband for 10 years. He um, got a job and it moved him all the way to Seattle. We are in Atlanta. Um, For three and a half years, those were the best years of our marriage. He came back. Um, He's been back for, I guess, two years um it's been very different because we noticed that we both need our space i work in the hotel industry so i will go and stay downtown for like a couple of days um and then we meet back up but like we noticed we need our space so now we are turning our basement into my apartment oh there you go okay all right i've been looking at all these calls married seven seven different times okay we're not take that one We spend 18 days a month apart. Things are great. My uncle did this. Yes, gotta be. My aunt's going on 33 years of marriage, never lived together. So I guess it's possible, but to find two people with the same mindset, that's the difficult part. That's tough. It's the Virtue.
If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? If I ever find myself with more time, I end up getting so stuck on what I should be doing versus what I want to be doing that I end up wasting the entire hour. So what if you could use that hour to actually improve yourself and improve your life so that the next time you have a free hour, you actually know what's a priority for you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Whether you need to talk through the guilt of taking time for yourself or learning how to set boundaries with people in your life who take and take, therapy can give you the tools to lead a richer life where you're, well, in control and happier. Therapy isn't just for major trauma. It's for the everyday problems that can be tough to navigate too. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. There's no shame in finding someone to vent to about the issues going on in your life. Plus, BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help visit betterhelp.com slash burt show today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash burt show eating better is just one of the things that makes me feel better and you know what also makes me feel better not having to clean up my kitchen when I just want to eat. This living alone thing is great until you realize you're responsible for all the cooking and cleaning around the apartment. And something that's been really helpful for me around mealtime is Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You've got over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Each meal takes about two minutes to heat up, and there's so many yummy options like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Also, you know I love an afternoon snack, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is also super flexible, so if you want to pause and skip for a couple of weeks, you can totally do that. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off. The Bird Show. The really good question, right? Like... If you're not good at the sex, and here's your warning if you're cruising around with kids in the car, we're about to talk about the sex. Well, late. So late. My bad. Um, if you're not good at it when you're an adult, who do you ask for help? Like, you're kind of getting experience, I guess, when you're younger and all, right? Uh, but if you don't have that experience at all, and you know you're not good at it, how do you improve? I feel like there's got to be a book on it somewhere. So here, Maybe a couple websites. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of books on how to play football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm not playing in the NFL. Nope. It's only one way to get better. <laughs> right. Practice. All right, so here's the email that we got, and I'm hoping you guys join us. I know sometimes y'all get a little lazy late in the show to help us out. Uh, 1-855-BERT-SHOW. You got lives and kids and work and stuff. <laughs> um, all right, Bert. Um, 
Well, first of all, the subject line is, how can I learn to be better at sex? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bert, I know that subject line would get your attention. LOL. Here's the history. I was a 24-year-old virgin. My boyfriend and I have been dating for three years. He has much more sexual experience than I do. He and I had sex for the first time about four weeks ago. It was really special. We're so connected. And I'm glad I waited. But I have no experience. He was slash is my first boyfriend, and I've never done anything with anyone. So while he's making me very happy, she writes, if you know what I mean, I am completely clueless. I don't even know how to hold it. <laughs> like she's giving it a handshake. <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> I don't even know how to hold it and stuff. I'm trying to do the best I can, but I'm very insecure about it. Don't so, flick it. Don't what? Don't flick it. Has that happened? I'm sure That's, somebody has. Oh, I thought that was coming from experience. No. Someone is just flicking it. learn the hard way. Oh, oh man. Flick. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> you just flick I, just, it? I literally thought the worst possible thing you could do down there to yeah. get its attention would be to uh, flick, flick it. it. You, you right. can do worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. You think so? <laughs> Don't bite it. That's up there. Yeah. That definitely cracks the top three. For, oh. yeah. For sure. Yeah, it hurts. For sure. It. Uh, so can you ask your listeners, how does one get better at this? Don't I- sing into it like a microphone. <laughs> oh, that's number two. <laughs> well, at least you'd be holding it. So at least half of it's fine. Yeah, that's true. You're halfway home. <laughs> song choice is important. What would be the worst karaoke song to do that to? Let's short, talk about sh- sex, baby. Short, short, man. Oh. Or, uh, <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Arms of the angels comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she says, so can you ask your listeners, how does one get better at this? I mean, if this was golf, I'd have to hire a coach, right? Good point. Uh, do people even do this kind of thing for a living? Any porn I've watched just seems too advanced for me. Do friends teach each other how to do some things like I've seen in movies, like on a banana or something? Uh, I know this sounds really stupid, but how can someone get good at this quickly with no experience? one 855 Not a bad question. Well, you do have a boyfriend that you could just, you know, have sex with until you finally get good at it. But she says she's all insecure about it. She don't even know how to hold the dang thing. Get over it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, practice like anything else. I think that is a part of it. Her, She's going to get better at it as you continue to do it with your boyfriend. If you do have friends that you can lean on, I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it would hurt to ask them for some advice or some tips. <laughs> yes, Kristen. <laughs> Enthusiastically raising her hand with a smile. Because I quickly Googled, are there classes you can take to get better at sex? And according to Self Magazine, here are six real classes really? you can take to get better mm-hmm. at sex. Okay. Yeah. First is the Pleasure Chest. Oh. Is a feminist sex toy store with a well-trained staff ready to answer any and all questions. It's a shame-free environment where you can learn about everything from mm, to mm, and how to safely give yourself mm. So there's that. I'm going to need you to be more specific. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> again, we don't, we're beginners here. Yeah. So you go into like this group setting and they break out some stuff and they show you how to handle it? It's a store called yeah. Pleasure Chest. Yeah, and they have their staff is there to help, um, to help educate you. Mm-hmm. Then next there's the O- School. Um, not everyone lives where sex classes take place in real life, and that is where the O dot school uh, is that. That's what makes the O dot school so special. It's a live streaming platform 
for sex educators, coaches, and doctors that anyone with an internet connection can watch. Hey, this isn't bad. It's a pretty great resource to learn from some of the coolest educators in the business. And there's a wide range of experts. You can learn about topics including sex toy cleaning, pelvic floor health, sex with disabilities, and hmm. So they will, what are you laughing at? I'm just thinking to myself, I wonder if you could do this for men, but I think we have entirely too much ego <laughs> to, to right. be in a class full of men like that. So that is, I mean, you literally go on this website mm-hmm. and they teach you different techniques yeah, you with can teachers. Sign up, yeah, you can sign up with different okay. classes with different educators. What's the name of that one? It's called O.School. Okay. O.School. Next is Babeland. Babeland is a fantastic resource for learning about sex. Their classes are located in New York City and Seattle. Um, tend to focus more on the basics of sexual exploration, like mm, mm, mm. So which sounds like what she needs because she's got zero experience. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't know to, know how to do mm or mm or mm, 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 mm. And classes usually happen Thursdays and Fridays and are always free. Um, free? Then- this is something I want to pay for. We <laughs> don't sound right, right? No, it <laughs> you said those were in New York and Seattle? Yeah, yeah. Babeland's in New York and Seattle. Then there's coursehorse.com. Hey, what? yo, turn it up. <laughs> Learn how to ride. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're in New York City, Course Horse lists dozens of classes related to sex at locations all around the city. I took a class called How to Talk Dirty Without Cracking Up. Save that. <laughs> um, then there's the V dot club. Mm, this one's also in New York City. And then there's Love Honey on YouTube. So YouTube has quite a bit of your ridiculous sex content that you're better off ignoring. But then there are good resources. Um, and they say sex toy company Love Honey in particular makes some of the best sex education videos on the market. Okay. So it sounds like there's two like ones that are available there. Love Honey and what was the other one again? Oh, school. Okay. Hey, Steph, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hi, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. What you got? <laughs> so I learned by, I actually saw a porn star. Um, I ha- came across a video. I'm kind of old school, so it was Belladonna. If anybody knows that name. And let me tell you, you cannot tell me anything now. <laughs> I'm the best you ever had, honey. But I learned everything I know from Belladonna. So <laughs> whenever you're in bed, your eyes like, what would Belladonna do? <laughs> did you, did you have little wrist like things on your wristbands or bracelets? Here is, do I have this right? Carrington Lee. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. God, you sound happy. <laughs> she should be. <laughs> What's up? Well, um, I called in because I used to teach a um, workshop on helping men and women and non-binary folks um, be more comfortable with handling certain anatomy parts um, or perfecting their skills and and also how to um, clean it in an erotic way, um, manscaping those parts, and um, what gravity helps with and what gravity <laughs> fights against. So this is like the most basic of the basic. And these sex workshops, they people go on the weekends and they just sit there for 45 minutes or an hour and you teach them different techniques. And are you using videos or how is that working? 
Um, no, when we've held it in the past, it's been um, more like a um, spa day where there were free massages and manicures and pedicures, and then the workshop happened afterwards toward the end, and it was about a 90-minute long, and I would have a demo bottom that would be there, and I would um, perform on him huh. and demonstrate. And um, the attendees had to bring um, an item or a toy that they felt comfortable with, that they knew that they could handle appropriately, gotcha. size-wise, length-wise, that kind of thing. And, and this was legal? <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, it's a live demonstration. Am I the only person wondering what kind of sex you got to have the way gravity matters? <laughs> well, you know, um, as you see... It's not conducive when men are laying down in bed and a woman has to, or a man has to bend their neck to do it. That's not helping gravity. We talk about so the optimum position is for a man to be standing um, so that it has better access. A throat has better access. Oh, Okay. Uh, so really teaching technique. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and these workshops don't go on anymore. Or you gave up on that? Um. Well, because of COVID, you know, everything kind of. <laughs> yeah. COVID yeah. just really messed up a whole bunch of different that things. Stupid pandemic, yeah. making all of us bad at sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for your call. This has been an education. It has. Absolutely. Appreciate you calling. Thank you. Did she say that she was, like, having sex in front of you? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, yeah. A live de- it was a live demonstration. Yep. How about that? You better be real good at that. <laughs> right? Real good at that. Uh, it's the Burt Show. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Burt Show. She's not spending Christmas with her boyfriend because he's busy spending Christmas with his ex. Daphne, you have got to explain what the heck is going on. <laughs> All right, so... I've been I've been dating um, this guy for a couple months, and honestly, things have been going great. Um, so I decided to take the next step and invite him to you know to come spend Christmas with my family. That's a huge step. And he wasn't going. To, yeah, right. I, I thought so. So he said, you know, he wasn't planning on doing it. He wasn't going to be with his own family, but he had other plans. So I said, "What are your other plans?" And he said he was going to spend it with his ex. Um, he was he, like he's even like he's planning on going to Tennessee to spend time with her family. <laughs> um, I just think it seems really odd. Um, I'm trying to, you know, not make a big deal of it, but I'm I can't let it go. He said he's really still close to her family, even though they broke up like a, a while ago, like months before we got together. So yeah, so he said it's like basically this is the time he's going to say goodbye. Oh, um, this is going to be like a closure right. Christmas for him. Yeah, but if you're not together, you're not together. Why do you need to go and make this grand exit? No, I don't agree. So they don't even have a child together? No, they don't have a child together. No, they just wish together. He's, he's just really cool with the family, so he feels the need that he needs to spend Christmas with them one last time and then say goodbye. Yeah, and this isn't, like you said, an, this isn't an ex from, like, forever ago. This is the woman he dated right before you, and he's going to be spending Christmas yeah. with her family. I'm, honestly, I'm thinking I should go too. We all should go. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a family affair. 
Why do you have to say goodbye to an ex? It don't, doesn't the goodbye come first and then that's why they become an ex? That, that, I thought the breakup was <laughs> like, the goodbye. I thought that was the natural order of the process. Yeah, I just watched a movie about this. It's that new one with Leighton Meester called Xmas. And I'll only tell you, girl, if it goes anything like this film, mm. it is not going to end well for you because she had was in the same situation, was super close with the family. They go back, they get back together. Spoiler alert. So I, if I'm you, I'm, I'm not saying I would tell him that he can't go, but I would t- I would at least the very uh, uh, express w- why this is wrong. It feels so dumb to have to say. Yeah, Daphne, I'm assuming when he said when he told you like when you're having the conversation about Christmas, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be spending with my ex." You were so shell shocked in that moment, you couldn't accurately, you know, display like, "Dude, do you not see how that's weird?" It, that is absolutely what happened. I, I'm still confused. I, I would think, like, this is the first time I'm talking about it to you guys. Yeah. Like, trying to, I don't know. We have to have a conversation because if it's not a family trip, you don't need to go. Um, yeah. yeah. I, don't. I, I don't see anything wrong with you going back to him being like, hey, so let's rewind and revisit that conversation we had the other day. I really wasn't prepared mm-hmm. for your response. And now that I've had time, like, it's to really think about it and it sunk in. I I don't think it's cool that you're going to go spend Christmas with your ex when you can spend it with me, your current. Yes, and I don't even understand how he expects me to explain it to my family because they, they, some have met him and yeah. now he's just not here on Christmas because he's with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's yeah, so, that's I, shady. I, I couldn't imagine this. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with like what Kristen said, going up to him and talking to him. But I've always kind of had a, a bit of a different approach in situations like these because I feel like you can convince him not to do it. But for me, it's always been more about the ask of why do you even think this is OK? Mm-hmm. Why are you putting me in a position to even have to deal with this? And if I'm a couple months in with somebody and they're already showing me that this is how they see me and they don't set any boundaries to not do things like this. I would consider leaving. Hey, Sherry. Uh, welcome to the Burt Show. Thanks for joining the conversation. Shady or not? Hi. Hi. So, Shady, I agree with everything Mo just said. Why do you think this is okay? Because it's not okay. That's your past. You're moving forward. Shady, 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 red flag. Mm. All right. Elizabeth, thank you for joining the Burt Show. Thanks for joining the conversation. Shady or not? It is absolutely shady. I've always been taught that the holidays, in general, no matter what you believe in, um, it's always for building memories for the future. So either he's going and building memories for the future with somebody else, or maybe I need to hang out with a listener on Christmas and we're going to ride together and follow that car to, <laughs> to win. <laughs> and we create some other memories. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. All right, Daphne, everybody's on board. We all think this is shady. So I think you need to have a follow up conversation with him about this and tell him how you really feel. Yes, I do. Thank you so much because I was really going back and forth about this. No, no, you're we're, right. We're validating. We're validating <laughs> you your feelings. Right. Um, it, it, it's it's shady AF. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Good luck with that conversation. All right. Thank you. You're Have welcome. You too. It's the Burt Show. We have heard it said <clears throat> that a very healthy assignment would be to uh, assume <clears throat> that. If you left a voicemail for your younger self, what 
advice would you give your younger self? And it helps in a whole bunch of different areas. Like, have you always taken your own advice? What is the most important advice you might give to somebody that was younger? So it's a pretty important exercise. And I was reading about it on vacation and asked these guys like, hey, let's do this. Let's go ahead and leave voicemails for each for ourselves at whatever age we choose. So, Kristen, what age did you choose and why that age? I chose 16-year-old Kristen. Okay. Because I wanted to give her some time to process what I was about to tell her. <laughs> and um, literally a year later, there was somebody I needed to warn her about. <laughs> Is that right? So it was somebody yes. specific. Yeah, it was something. There, there was, so I took this assignment very seriously, almost too seriously. And when I started thinking about some things that I, I felt I needed to avoid... Because there's there's things I think you need to go through in order to become the person that you are and to appreciate what you have. And I didn't want to detract from that, but there are certain things that happened in my life. I'm like, that was a stupid life lesson. I didn't need it. Yep. Um, and so I, I chose 16-year-old me and um, I got it in under 30 seconds, quite a bit. I talked really <laughs> fast because there's a lot that I wanted to get in because I felt the pressure of 30 seconds. But this is the voicemail I left my 16-year-old self. Okay, 16-year-old Kristen, I need you to listen up and only have 30 seconds. Stay away from that older umpire at Shillitoe Park. He's just going to take advantage of you, and you'll look back and realize he's super gross. Do not hook up with a football player from Georgetown. He's just going to ghost you. The rest of the heartbreaks you'll need to experience in order to grow and appreciate the one. In college, when you pull out of Fazoli's, don't pull in the far right lane. There's a cop that will hit you. Go to therapy sooner. Get on meds sooner. Travel more. Freeze your eggs. Love you, girl. There's a lot to unpack here. I wish I could have elaborated more on the end when I was like, freeze your eggs. She's probably going to be confused. Like, okay, what eggs are we talking about here? And I meant to be like, the ones in your ovaries. There's a lot to unpack there. Yes. All right, who were the dudes in the beginning? Oh, so there was an umpire at Shillotoe Park. I was 17. He was 27. Oh, he's he, gross. he waited till I turned 18. It was, it was, it was just, it was, I was all bad. Um, so we're going to nix that. And then there was a uh, football player from Georgetown that I hooked up with and he just, right after we hooked up, he promptly goes to me, like just never heard from the dude again. He was ghosting before ghosting was even cool. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) that done. And I told you guys, I was not the best driver. I got in several accidents after I got my driver's license. The most impressive one was I, full disclosure, was in college and I was depressed. And so I went to Fazoli's to get some (laughs) spaghetti and breadsticks. And when I pulled out of the Fazoli's parking lot, um, I pulled out into the far right lane and a cop car was coming and turning down a nut and we like collided into each other. <laughs> into a cop car. Yes. Um, so yes, I got in so many accidents. I actually hit a cop, even though I never heard anything else about it. And I think they dubbed it, it was his fault. I have no idea. So figured you could just avoid that. And then I think this is kind of like generic um, advice for everybody. I wish I wouldn't got. I wish I would have gone to therapy sooner. I wish I would have gotten on meds sooner. And because of my fertility struggles, I wish I would have froze my eggs. Mm, okay. Easy, I wish easy. I was a little bit taller, and I wish I was a, a baller. baller. <laughs> I wish I had a girl. Good. I went to seventeen years old. Also, I have a feeling all of us are probably going to head that direction right there because those are the most formative. Uh, and before you even listen to this, just know that at seventeen years old, um, I literally weighed about eighty-two pounds. All right, I was teeny, teeny, teeny little guy. So that's how I started off. And I have realized that I've made one mistake my entire life. Every single 
time. So it wasn't a whole bunch of things like yours. I focused on this one thing pretty much. Hey, 17-year-old Bert. It's older Bert. First thing, you got to start working out, dude. Look how small you are, man. Get to a gym. Secondly, dude, start following your instincts and your gut. You are going to mess things. You always know the right thing to do, and you always talk yourself out of it. So I'm telling you right now, your gut does not lie. Follow your gut the rest of your life, and it's going to be smooth sailing. And you're very talented. (laughs) (laughs) That would also be the voicemail I would have left for myself last week. (laughs) It just never changes, ever. Mine is in the same vein as Bert's. Uh, it's actually to like my 22 year old self, though, because I think that was the point in my life where I realized I started to realize that I think differently than my peers and then my family and my journey looks a little different. And I, I would I think I wasn't happy because I didn't believe in myself enough to believe that my journey didn't have to look like anyone else's. And I could actually trust my instincts and not change and not I guess, fold under the pressure. I did have to record this twice in full transparency because the first time I did it, I stopped it and I was at 64 seconds. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I I clearly don't have a good idea what time is. But this is what I would have said to my 22-year-old self. To my younger self, my message to you is simple. Believe in yourself. Never stop. Life is going to throw things at you that make you believe that you should stop. Friends and family will even throw things at you unknowingly that make you believe that you should stop. But your journey does not have to look like anyone else's. Your journey is yours and your dreams are the ones that need to be fulfilled. You got this. Always believe in yourself. Never stop. It will all make sense in the end. Keep going. Keep fighting. Amen. That's Don't it. stop believing. That's what I should have done. I just should have done their lyrics. 30 <laughs> seconds of their lyrics. <laughs> All right, Abby. All right. I decided to leave a voicemail for myself at 18 because that's when my life changed dramatically. I went from living on the straight and narrow to like eating. I was like eating in the in the library by myself in high school, spending my nights at the youth group to like taking tequila shots off of pledges stomachs. Like my life changed dramatically. And I just wanted to send myself a little message to take a step back. Put down the hunch punch. Yes, you 18-year-old Abby, it's me from the future calling to give you some advice. I've only got 30 seconds, so I'll make this quick. But I know life feels out of control and chaotic and there's so much change happening. Try to embrace it. Take some time for yourself. I know FOMO is real, but trust me, taking like a week to just be like a hermit will make the fun times more fun because you prioritize yourself and your health. Okay, love you. Go freaking gators. <laughs> that was the worst you. advice. That's <laughs> the very last thing. <laughs> um, are you still struggling with the same thing now as the advice that you gave yourself at 18 or no? What, taking shots off of 18-year-old boys? <laughs> no. Not that one. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. No, I mean, I think I definitely needed, I, I'm better at prioritizing myself and, and being a hermit when needed. Maybe too much to a fault sometimes, but I think I was so caught up in making sure that I didn't miss out that I probably engaged in too much my freshman year of college. I think that's a rite of passage for those of us that may have been a little sheltered 
in mm-hmm. high school or had some overprotective parents <laughs> that you go from zero to 60 the minute you step on that campus. I will still always point to that is truly the reason why I couldn't get through college. I mean, I my parents were so controlling that when I went to San Diego State, I was wilding and out, man. I had no intention of studying whatsoever because <laughs> it was my first bit of freedom. I never got it at all in high school. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think I went crazy, but I, I didn't know when to say no. I couldn't spend a night in my dorm. I had to go out with people. I had to look at the Snapchat and see where everyone was out. And I think just like a week to myself would have really benefited me to kind of take a step back and be like, wow, I've changed a lot in the last six months. Let's take record of it. Let's see what we want to keep, what we want to change, and then move forwards, which, you know, that's how I manage myself. It's the Burt Show.